Good Sunday morning, Iowa. It's Dr. Rick Godding here. In the waning days of winter, spring gave us a little teaser, and then now winter's making a comeback. But hey, it's mid-February. Hint, gentlemen, this week's Valentine's Day. Don't forget. So, you know, we're moving into that time of year where we worry less about ice injuries and there's a lot of people you know who get out and start getting a lot more active in the spring and that's absolutely the way to go but just make sure if you if you're a little bit out of shape take your time do your stretches the best thing you can do if you're let's say you're over 50 and you've not been exercising take it slow walk light weights in the gym weights are always very important at any age it's one thing I've gone over before. Resistance exercise is critically important even as you get older. I mean, just you don't have to try to, you're not trying to impress anybody at the gym or anything, but there's so much data on resistance exercise and helping to reduce your chances of developing heart disease and diabetes, even in addition to cardiovascular. So you can just do cardio, but you're you're going to be overall much healthier as you age if you do some resistance exercises. So that would be just weightlifting. You could get a little weight set in your house and get a 10-pound and a 15-pound barbell and a 5-pound barbell, and you'd probably have enough to do most of what you needed. But it is important, and it's important to go slow if you're just starting. If you're older and you have been exercising, we'll keep at it. <laughs> you know, And just remember, as much as it's not the most fun it's 90% diet, maybe 80% diet. You know, your your overall health and your body, how heavy you are, it's 80% diet. There's a lot of different diets. You know, there's the Mediterranean diet and there's the, the zone diet and all these different diets. I have been trying to maintain a low-carb lifestyle. You know, I've been anywhere from the full Atkins to just keeping pretty low-carb, which is kind of where I am now. The problem is... The weekends, man, there always seems to be some pizza around somewhere. And I can get through the week, take my lunch, got my dinners and everything all ready. But, man, the weekends, there's always, you know, there's even just at the house, oh, pizza and a movie and some popcorn. And just, gosh, it's hard. I mean, it's really hard, uh, especially with the tweens and teens at the house. But pick a diet and try to stick with it as much as you possibly can. I mean, I basically... I got to get back to what I weighed a year ago because I was doing pretty well a year ago. And then this last holiday season, really, I let it get a little bit out of control. But it's all, you know, it's a constant battle for me. And, uh, but as you get older, you don't have to do, when you say cardio, I mean, the older you get, the more it's reasonable just to walk. You don't have to get your heart rate up as much. I remember when I lived out in Kauai, you'd always see, the healthy 80-plus-year-olds walking in the morning. And uh, it was it was definitely eye-opening for me as, as to how important that is. Because my, uh, you know, my family, my dad, so he never exercised a day in his life until he met my stepmom, and that was 1980. And then she got him, they would exercise two or three times a week. And then she finally got him after they retired to work on his diet a little bit, but it wasn't ever like a consistent part of his lifestyle. And so I've tried to make it 
my, but it's so hard with the kids. I mean, they're just blasted with it all day. I highly commend people who are able to get a teenager to eat a consistently healthy diet, and that is a wonderful thing, and I wish I was a good enough parent to, to be able to do that because I have, I have not been able to do that. They're getting better, my girls. They're getting a little bit more interested in some salads and some things like that. But uh, it's tough because, you know, especially when you're that young and old people, that's a whole different planet, right? I mean, I'm never going to be there. Here And here we are, those of us that are old like me. I'll be 53 this year, which seems old but then doesn't seem old. I mean, for one thing, I, I guess I don't really – so I don't surf because I don't live near the ocean. Uh, if I did live near the ocean, I would surf. I wouldn't surf as big as I used to for sure. But everything else, I, I was actually having a, a chat with my younger daughter the other day, and I said that next time we go to a mountain, I'm going to ski instead of snowboard. I've been snowboarding the last few years. I really enjoyed it, but you really fall down a lot harder. And and I find it a lot easier to control skiing. I mean, I used to ski. I mean, I grew up skiing. We used to go all the time. We used to race. I mean, I had all these ski medals in my room when I was 10 and 12. And my dad lived in Colorado, so we, we just skied all the time. So I, I'm going to go back to skiing. So other than those two things, I still pretty much do whatever I want. I mean, I, I work out five to six, well, let's say four to six times a week. And... uh I ride the bike. I've been on the stationary bike, and then uh, I like my, my mountain bike. Nothing too crazy, but there's some nice hills in Des Moines, and uh, hoping to take my daughter on a mountain biking excursion out west this this summer. But uh, it's important, you know, physical activity is important not just for your uh, physical health, but also for your mental health, and especially getting outside. Man, get outside on like a a nice, especially these spring days that are going to start coming, and what a Tremendous relief that is from the perspective of where we have been, you know. I mean, so the days are getting longer. They're getting warmer. It's nice. And, you know, it's interesting because when I did live in Hawaii, you would think you would miss the seasons, but, you know, it's it's tough to beat 82 and sunny and right by the beach every day. It's, it's hard to beat that. Winter's all fun. You can go skiing for a couple of weeks and go back to that, so. So this last week, a very interesting thing happened on one day, and I, I woke up and one of my patients was texting me saying, I, I heard you've left Carol. Now, I just saw this patient 10 days before and scheduled surgery, and he said, where am I going to have to go for my surgery? I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he said that w- one of his neighbors had told him that I had left Carol, and then one of my other patients said that she had heard I was leaving and wasn't sure if she wanted to schedule a knee replacement because she didn't want to follow up with someone else. I said, listen, I don't know. I don't know where that's coming from. What we are doing is trying to build a regional orthopedic hub here at Carroll. So for those of you out at the outside the Carroll area, which is most of you on the WHO side, the Carroll Hospital, I've talked about it before. It's a Licensed for, I think, 100 beds or 99 and uh, use about 80 of them or so. Uh, there's a cancer center. There's two cardiologists full-time in Carroll, not visiting, general surgeons. Uh, we have an ENT doc who's here every week, doesn't live here, but is here every week, ophthalmology. So there's, you know, 
it's well set up to be a rural hub of medicine and, and know that the challenges in rural healthcare are huge. And Iowa is very unique because Iowa has, I believe it's, it's certainly the most per capita, but it might even be the most, it couldn't be, but it seems like, anyway, Iowa has a gigantic number of critical access hospitals because there are 99 counties in Iowa and almost every county has a critical access hospital. I think 78 counties have a, a critical access hospital. Critical access hospital is your basic 25-bed community hospital. And critical access is a designation that Medicare gives to the hospitals and they get a better reimbursement because it's critical. Because they, And they have to be less, 25 beds or fewer, or more than 30 miles from a nearest hospital. The issue with that is that it's a strain to maintain all of these hospitals. So one of the things that the governor and the legislature are are pushing, and I don't know where it is with respect to policy implementation, but their idea is to have rural hubs. So you would have a hub hospital in, say, maybe a three- or five-county area, and then the other hospitals would have essentially fewer services. And we do see that. We see a lot of... There are hospitals out here in western Iowa that, since I've been here, have dramatically cut back, for instance, how much surgery they're doing. And there's a lot of issues that go along with that, not the least of which is it costs a lot to staff an OR. And if you just don't have enough volume to make it work, it just doesn't flat out doesn't work. So Carroll is optimally situated to become a regional hub. And the idea is that we would have an additional and maybe up to three orthopedic surgeons operating here at Carroll and then doing some outreach at surrounding hospitals and that we would, it would be sort of like a a wheel and spoke kind of like, you know, the same thing happens in Des Moines In Des Moines. A lot of the surgeons in Des Moines drive outside of Des Moines to go do service at outside hospitals. There's a lot of hospitals in the, in the area here in Carroll that we can collaborate with the next piece in the puzzle is obviously getting a second surgeon here. And then the next piece in the puzzle will be getting a third surgeon here. But we're building. That's what I'm excited about doing is that we are building something that wasn't ever here. In the last 20 years, there's been, I think, two years that there were two orthopedic surgeons here. And there's never been three. And I think that two is a no-brainer. And then we would have to work on how we would get three. But but yeah, I'm I'm interested in building that, and and like I said, it's it's a really unique situation where we have the Mako robot, right? Everybody that's been listening, you know, we have the Mako robot that allows us to do patients at the highest level of technology. There is nothing above the Mako robot. I can promise you that that is the that is the top of the food chain in technology and knee replacement right now. You know, we also, on the general surgery and and, uh, uh, OBGYN and uh, urology side, we have the Da Vinci robot, which is, of course, the top of the line for that. The fact that we have two cardiologists allows us to do a higher acuity of patient here and feel safer about it. In other words, I don't recall since I've been here having a patient who we had to send to Des Moines because I was 
not able to do their knee or shoulder or hip surgery because of their underlying cardiac conditions because we have two excellent cardiologists here. And uh, so it's it's exciting. And I actually, I'll give a little teaser. Um, we had discussion with another hospital in the general area of Carroll, and I'm going to start going there one day every couple weeks I don't know that I will continue to go if we recruit a a second surgeon, and uh, I'm not sure how that will all work out. But in in order to kind of get this regional hub of orthopedics project off the ground, I'm going to start doing that, uh, and I'll certainly let you know once we have sort of ink on paper with that. And and again, the idea is to collaborate. So if a hospital in the area of St. Anthony's, here's how it can work. And, and how we expect it to work. So I go over to said hospital and I do outpatient arthroscopic surgeries. So rotator cuff repairs, shoulder surgery, some knee surgeries, sports medicine, but not joints. And then we bring the joints back here to Carol and then we, and then their ER, if you have maybe a wrist or an ankle or the hand fracture, foot, something that can be done as an outpatient at that smaller hospital, I will do the surgery there. But the hip fractures and the things that are going to need um, more of an OR that's more experienced doing them, we'll bring here. And so that way they keep the service line open. So they have an orthopedic service line. They're doing some cases there rather than no cases there. And then we, you know, that's how we integrate that into this uh, sort of hub and spoke uh, rural medicine project going forward because I mean something has to happen because rural medicine's in, in a lot of trouble there's a lot of the, a lot of the smaller hospitals are in big trouble um, so we have to figure out innovative ways to go forward especially given that rural towns don't seem to be growing so that just adds more pressure so we just have to deal with uh, what it is and and again like I said the governor's got a working group and they're calling it I believe rural centers of excellence or something like that. But they are they are fully behind this, and again, you, you know, Carol uh, St. Anthony's is uniquely positioned, given its size and geography. We're an hour, and for those of you who are on the other side of the state listening, we're an hour and forty minutes from Des Moines, Sioux City, and Omaha. So, and within between us and any of those cities, there are multiple smaller rural hospitals that we can look to integrate with, and so that it's a really good relationship for for everybody involved. So I am not leaving Carol. I'm building a what hopefully will be a multi-surgeon rural hub in orthopedics. So I don't know because it's Wednesday, but I sure am hoping that my Oklahoma State Cowboys went into Ames and came out with a victory on Saturday. If they did and you're an Iowa State fan, at least you can feel good for me. So at least there's that. Now, Having said that, our starting point guard, who's really our only point guard, our other guard's a shooting guard, and he's now going to have to play point guard. Our starting point guard is out possibly for the year with a wrist injury. So I don't know how that'll work. They haven't said what his injury is, and I don't know what that means, but he's going to need surgery. So that kind of opens it up to a few different things. And, uh, you know, hopefully it's not a season ender like Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy had an ulnar collateral ligament tear. I haven't heard an update as to whether it was a complete tear or not. And you really, some don't really know until you get in there on that surgery. 
So an ulnar collateral ligament tear is if you hold your arm straight out in front of you with your palm up, the inside of your elbow, that's the ulnar side. If you were to bend it 45 degrees like his got bent while your arm's straight, your ligament's going to pop. And so typically they'll do a reconstruction of that ligament and there's it's called a Tommy John surgery. And sometimes they'll use a harvested ligament. Sometimes they'll use what's called an internal brace, which is sort of like a, you could call it a synthetic ligament. And sometimes just repair it and, and augment it with sutures. So I don't know what Brock's going to have. I sure hope that kid didn't have a career ender. But the, from what I can hear about that injury, he should be okay and back playing because he's going to go to some. He's going to go to somebody I'm sure who does Tommy John surgeries all day long for athletes, um, and uh, rightly so. He should go to the, the person who's the best at that in the country that he can figure. And there's probably there's probably a short list of ten or so doctors uh, who are just absolute experts and have done, you know, NFL and baseball pitchers get a lot too. It's more of a chronic thing. But, uh, but anyway, hope, hope Brock is doing well. And again, if, if you're an Iowa State fan and Oklahoma State won on Saturday, just take heart that I feel better about it. And if you're an Iowa State fan and Oklahoma State lost, well, anyway, um, so that's about all I have for the show today. Just, uh, Hoping everybody can remember as you increase your activity to do it safely, especially as we're older, especially if you haven't done it for a while. Don't forget your strength training and uh, remember that uh, there is no workout regimen that can overcome a poor diet. And uh, that is a hard fact that I hate living with. I hate that that's the case. I would love to eat pizza and cheeseburgers every night, but the world is what it is, not sometimes what we would love it to be. So with that, uh, I will catch up with you again next week, and you have a blessed week, Iowa.